0: cherubim, shine for you dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. you dwell between the cherubim, shine for you dwell
1: between the Jerubi shine for Amen, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, can we remember Wednesday? Um, let's just do a recap from Wednesday's teaching. If you can remember. <coughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Wednesday.
2: Uh, so we're looking at Ephesians chapter 2. Okay. Um, there's something about uh, the building of God um, Ephesians 2 21 and 22 it says that in whom all the building could be from together goeth unto to a holy temple in the Lord and whom ye are also builded together for a habitation of God with the Spirit We start to see that um, these are two phases of buildings that God is working on in the soul and this first part, um, and Holy Temple, and the Lord was talking about the, um, the building of Christ. And we started to see that um, God is the builder of Christ and all things that are in Christ. And we started to see that, that all things is Christ because anything that is outside of all things is not in Christ. And the purpose of and, and that all things realm is to make you. Um, blameless, right? Like you know, blameless and rippled His sight. And we start to see that that, um, that holy temple journey. You see, we keep blameless, and then we start to see that the second part, that God, um, that habitation of God, is um, is after Christ's house has been formed. Before the habitation of God can be formed. We started to see that Christ is the overcoming house, is what Jeff called it. And that's the house that God will dwell in. So bas- basically, it's talking about becoming Christ before you can become the habitation of God. Um, we started to see um, uh, in Hebrews chapter... I don't remember. The Hebrews chapter 3, we looked at what he said that Moses was faithful in all of his house. Um but every house every house that is built is built by some man, but he that buildeth all things is God. And we started to see that one of the things that was striking to me is that um Jeff was talking about the separations. Um he talked about the Levites, how they are outside and what differentiates a priest from a Levite for example is because they cannot use the house. And we started to see that um we started to see that what God is making is priests and we ought to be able to use that. So you can be saying, Oh, I'm separate, I'm no more touching the unclean thing, but it's not enough to be that that you have to be built up. So you have to become <coughs> a holy temple and it's not enough to just be there that you have to go further. So even though there's a level of separation and you're coming out of the world in a sense that you cannot just stay there because then you're not inter- going back to previous lessons then you're not offering sacrifice so you're not offering worship because that happens in the house in the temple um yeah it's kind of what i remember
1: praise the law mm. yeah. so just picking up from where this is stops.
3: yes um. So basically, you were telling us about how, like, in the Ephesians two, they only mentioned the two, two out of the three, and yes. they didn't mention like the Levites because, like as I said, they don't have a house particularly to say. And that, um, you started to speak about like worship and how worship can only be done in the house. Yes and the house has to be built exactly like it cannot just be anyhow like there is an exact specification that god has and if it's not up to those standards then the worship would not be coming to god so um you started to talk about how like christ teaches us the sanctified worship but then like going even further from that is then like the abiding worship Mm and how like we have to first like go through the process of sanctification which is becoming blameless but that's even further than being really blameless there's also being unreprovable and that's when we're coming to the realm of like concentration where it's like you don't even like have that ability to like offend anymore like sin and such Um,
4: yeah, and um what you said, you also talked about the house being a shield, and how the Levites and the outside the house still use the light of the profane, mm-hmm. and moving into the holy temple actually um, helps them to or introduces them to new lights. There's the light in the temple, and the angle, and the aspect you talked about was um, the Logos. You talked about um, how things came to be and things were created by the Logos and different dimensions of creativity in the Logos. How um, the first creation came from the Logos, but it didn't access the full potential or the full dimension, the eternal dimension in the Logos. And how Christ came to actually unlock that. Dimension of eternity in the mm. Logos and put it <laughs> forth in this, you know, and the fullness yes. of the Logos. And our Christ is actually an embodiment of all things yeah. in God. And it precisely is a preeminence of all things, and he has been built by God yeah. to actually encapsulate all things. Yes. And how he has been also given unto us to actually raise us with mm. those things, you know. Um, yeah us to become to
1: become Praise God.
5: Yeah, yeah. yeah um you've actually said um uh, they said it all, but um just remembered like he was speaking about the issue of Christ too, right? Yes. How that Christ is um you were talking about I lay in Zion foundation the corner that Christ is actually the chief cornerstone. Mm. And actually upon him that the foundation is actually being built thinking that is the chief cornerstone. And it's upon him that the foundation is being built. Yes. And so that the under foundation that the, that building is Christ Himself. Yes. And he said that the builder of all things yeah. is God. Like it's God that actually builds Christ too. So, yeah. Now that it's without without that edifice called Christ, God cannot find the habitation. Mm. As we saw in the Hebrews too, like it first mentioned like we are being built like for holy temple for the Lord, then the habitation of God through the Spirit. That if there is no if that if the foundation of christ is not found is not established there's no way god can come because the final definition the the purpose of Christ is actually true um for god to find habitation because it's actually it's actually true christ because what, what Christ what God can actually dwell in is actually um the that foundation called christ like that's where he can actually come, and we're also seeing towards the end to like um that's what actually enters into the holiest is actually the blood, yes. and that blood is com- You use the word that is covenanted like it has some covenant that has been, um, like has made. It's, a, it's only actually that that can actually get into the holiest of all. Yes. So b- b- basically, so we're just saying that they were there there, need, there is actually two buildings actually. One one is Christ and one is God. Then Christ is actually meant for God. Mm-hmm. There's no way that you can bypass. That thing called Christ, mm-hmm. and we're also seeing like, like um, Mama Yusi was in that place of you know um, the Levites mm-hmm. that um, it's not just enough to be sanctified. You need to, you need to come into that place um, that, um you need to come into like the sanctified realm, and that's actually a building because mm-hmm. so that even from the Old Testament, the we you, you you are saying that because that the Levites themselves, they they not, somehow they don't really have their own building. So they are just outside. They are still they are still there is like they like interface they still interface with people of the like the children of Israel. But where the where the house really begins, the temple is actually in the um holy place. Yes. And we see that what in, and we're saying that, that our all things is actually very important. Because it's actually through all things that we can actually find that building. Mm-hmm. Is is that all things in Christ that can actually frame mm-hmm. us to be a building whereby God can actually come because the, the end of everything is actually God. Because we saw in that Hebrews that um, we have been built in whom also you have been built for the application of God through the Spirit. So yes. that where God can actually find his rest is actually a building that is actually called Christ. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank
4: you. Okay, there was one more thing you mentioned about um, the word becoming flesh John answers on the elders' grave that Christ is actually full of grace and truth. Mm-hmm. and that grace is actually what connects us with the truth and the truth is the eternal dimension
2: Mm
4: -hmm. in the logos. And we are first John and First John said um that he has come to give us an understanding that we may know him that is true. Yeah. And that God is actually a realm of truth. That grace only can actually connect us with. That we can't connect with truth except by the grace of God. The grace of
1: Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. all so much. That was a very wonderful. Amen. Afana Hava, Faha Da Father, Father Havan, Faha, Father Hasafalo, Female, O know. Ofre Saka Elibrentu Stuprove Provenge, Ejeh Nje, Sisa ka To Krike, Kriste Krite Krite Krita Krites Krienjo, Pasha First the sea hammer. Korea now setted beno. bell. Toprinem the Kinecando Koto gurigen kali antagri. Christicra to Christic Christicra. Ija. Justion. Prifino. All fremtan. Helfamano. Afano Findo. Thank you, Father. Our Father will bless you. The builder, you the builder of all things. We worship you. Thank you. Thank you for your your word this morning. I pray Lord you will come and open further your word. Mm-hmm. Father, by your spirit, let light shine through. Mm-hmm. I ask that you will help us for quicken us for understanding. I pray. Mm-hmm. Lord, for my use my heart to minister your word, use my tongue, use me Father as a vessel so this mm-hmm. morning in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And let's go back to that Ephesians. Let's read Ephesians chapter two again. <clears throat> Amen. 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 Ephesians chapter two. Uh, um, let's read together from from verse read together from verse nineteen On mm-hmm. the way down. Let's go.
3: Now therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, mm-hmm. but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together, groweth unto a temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit.
1: Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. It says, we are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. And Jesus Christ himself, amen, being the chief cornerstone. Praise God. Uh, In whom all the building, fitly framed together groweth into an holy temple in the Lord. Thank you. Jesus are built, Amen. We <coughs> are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, and Jesus Christ Himself. Praise God, uh, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone. So, this cornerstone is Christ, and so this cornerstone was also was also laid um, by somebody. <coughs> the cornerstone himself, upon which the house is built, upon which um, we have the foundation. You know, the, the cornerstone is actually a part of the foundation, um, but it is the foundation of the foundation. It is where is what anchors all the, all the weight uh, of the house. We might not understand this concept too much, because of the whole, the terrain where we build in, um, it's easier to distribute weight um, around, on the ground, in this kind of terrain, which is is smooth, everything is fine. But in maybe the terrain, or maybe that Middle East area where they are, um, you can't put the weight of a building everywhere, they look for a point that where they can, they lay a stone, and they, they, they build it such that that stone carries the mass, the the, the majority of the, of the mass of the house. So if that stone is not solid, praise God. If that stone gives way, the house will give way. Praise God. So that's the concept from which they are talking about this, that beneath every building of every Christ building, beneath every... Christ's foundation. There is Christ Himself. Praise God, <clears throat> and Christ Himself is actually a stone who was laid. Let us see, Peter, First Peter chapter, First Peter chapter one. Peter chapter 1. Well, this is First Peter chapter two. Praise God. I'll read from 1 Peter chapter 2. I'll read from verse verse 1. I'll just read all the way from verse 1. I will go down here. Praise God. Uh, it says that, Wherefore, laying aside all malice, all guile, and hypocrisies, and envies, and all evil-speaking, as newborn babes, Desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God, and precious. Then ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer of spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God by who? Jesus Christ. By Jesus Christ. Praise God. Uh, let us read that verse 4 again and verse 5. It says that you are coming to whom? Coming as unto a living stone. So, you are coming as unto a living stone. Praise God, that stone is disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Of course, that stone is, who they call the living stone, is Christ. Praise God. Christ is the living stone. And then, you are are lively. You are lively means... Those who are journeying from death to life, so they have measure of life, but and they are lively, but they don't call them living yet. So living, <coughs> Christ is living. Uh, we are lively. Lively means we are still acquiring life. We are, we are actually, um, we are bearing properties of the living. Even though we are still wrestling with measures of death, but we are, we are on, on the process to being called a living stone. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Now, the characteristic of a living stone, in verse 4, is that the living stone is chosen of God and precious. Mm-hmm. So, a stone that lives that God calls living, you know, if it's a living, um, if it's a living, uh, praise God, the word living stone means eternal life. (coughs) Praise God. The word what? Uh, The word living stone, means it actually means living stone, means a life that is stony. So it's a life that is stony, a life that is set, a life that will not, cannot melt, it cannot disintegrate. The life is, and when you say precious stone, precious doesn't only has, have to do with maybe how you feel about it. So when, it, when you, you can't just go and pick a stone from outside, any stone, and say this is a precious stone because it feels precious to me. That's not what makes a stone a precious stone. There are stones that are precious stones, and how you know is by their molecular properties. They are properties of the stone that makes them precious. Amen. Amen. So Christ himself, who is a living stone, has properties, and so those properties makes him chosen of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Those properties do what? They make him chosen of God. And so those properties are what makes him a stone. Amen. Amen. So he is a stone and he is what? Living. So you are lively. Means you are actually like him. Praise God. And so they they are building you up a spiritual house. Praise God. As lively stones are being built up a spiritual house. So you need, you have lively stones. You use lively stones to build a spiritual house and a holy priesthood, praise God. And the purpose of a spiritual house and a holy priesthood is to offer up spiritual sacrifices that will be acceptable to God by who? By Jesus Christ. Amen. I want us to say that spiritual house and a, 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 a holy priesthood,
3: a holy priesthood.
1: A, to offer up spiritual sacrifices, up spiritual sacrifices. Uh, yes, acceptable to God by yes. Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So, number six says, wherefore also it is contained in the Scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect. Precious, and he that believeth on him shall what? Shall not be confounded. He that believeth on him shall not be what? Confounded. Unto you therefore, which believe, he is precious. But unto them which is be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner, and the stone of stumbling, and a rock of offence, even to them which stumble at the word being disobedient whereunto they were appointed but ye are a chosen generation a royal priesthood and holy nation a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him that had what called you out of darkness into his marvelous light which in time past were not a people but now are the people of god which had not obtained mercy but have what have but now have obtained mercy praise god verse 9 says you are a chosen generation you are a royal priesthood then you are you are what a holy nation praise god and holy nation then he now says, a peculiar people. To this, verse 9 is actually a journey. Mm-hmm. It's a graduation. How you journey, of course, the end of journey is peoplehood. You see that word, people, or he call them peculiar people. is the end of the journey, amen, of yeah. every person who has a destiny in God. So, but before you, you become a people, you must first be chosen. Amen. Amen. You must first be what? Chosen. Then, when you're, after you are chosen, that word chosen, choose. Praise God.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Say chosen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. There are those who are chosen first. Then, those people who are chosen become a royal priesthood. Amen. Amen. What do they become? The
2: royal priesthood. Those who
1: are chosen become a royal priesthood. That word royal means they become kings. Is the the first the introduction to priesthood is the kingly realm of priesthood. <laughs> so this is not full fledged priesthood yet. This is kings who have who are who are wearing priestly garment but haven't been made into a nation yet so but there is what you now call a holy nation then what you call a peculiar people so a, a holy nation is what the holy place is meant to produce the holy place is meant to turn royal priests into a holy nation it is a holy nation that comes into the presence of God God only deals with a holy nation God makes a holy nation become a peculiar people Amen. amen are you seeing this chosen they become a royal priesthood those who are chosen are your chosen generation those who are chosen are Israel Israel actually the chosen of the Lord they are the, the chosen Oh, let me call them not call them Israel let me call them the children of Israel are the chosen <coughs> they are the chosen generation Praise God. So, out of the chosen generation, then you have to bring, make them, make them kingly, kingly priesthood, but in a kingly way. That was, they are priests who are candidates for holiness. Amen. Are you seeing that? They are what? Kings who are what? Candidates for holiness. Then you now have to. Work on them to become a holy nation there's difference between people who are just kings and then a, making a holy nation means that the kings f- can form a holy nation when kings are priestly. Praise God! They are they carry they bear priestly they, can, they they carry priestly garment, but they are when if this word royal priesthood now is this holy nation are they kings still? They are still kings. Are they priests still? They are still priests, but they are higher than who they call the royal priesthood. Praise God! The royal priesthood are kings with priestly calling. Amen. And who have actually undergone a priestly separation, but they haven't been given holiness. They've not inherited holiness yet, praise God. So they'll go on to inherit holiness. And what what makes them inherit holiness is the holy place. When they are able to partake of the holy place, use the holy place, be sanctified by the holy place, Then they learn not to touch the unclean thing. Then they become a holy nation. Then after a while, they become a peculiar people, which is when God has walked with them. Praise God. So that you should show forth the praise of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Then verse 10, which in time past were not a people, but are now who are now the people of God. Praise God. So you see, that these people, who the person who instituted this order is actually Christ himself. praise God, is who Christ. is Christ himself, Christ who instituted this order. Uh, so Christ himself uh, is a living stone, and that living stone is what God laid in Zion in um, that Ephesians chapter 2. Praise God. In that Ephesians 2, I'll read. um, Read again from Ephesians 2. I'll read verse 19. It says, "For Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints, and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, then Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth into what, an holy temple, in the Lord. Praise God. Amen. So, of course, that holy temple in the Lord is what, First Peter chapter two verse five calls a spiritual house. Are you seeing that? a spiritual house and holy priesthood Mm -hmm. and to offer up spiritual sacrifices, Mm -hmm. amen, acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, Praise God. Mm -hmm. Uh, To offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by whom? By Jesus Christ. Of course, this temple is not offering sacrifices directly to God. They offer sacrifices that is acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Praise God. So, so, Jesus Christ is actually the is the one who God actually put in charge of the temple. Amen. He's the one who God puts what? In charge of the temple. Um, he is actually the one who receives the worship from the temple, inside the temple that is not the temple of God, the holy temple. Praise God. So Jesus is the one who receives the worship from the, the holy temple. He is the one who actually is in control of the worship from that realm. So, so the, uh, the offering which the holy the sacrifices which God receives from that temple is Jesus who receives them. Praise God. And so this Jesus... Here is actually a messenger of God. He's a messenger. He's not just like any kind of messenger. He's the one who God sends to act to bring forth the holy nation. He's the one who brings the. He's the one who produces the people. The sorry, the, the nation. Sorry, the nation who should become a people, God's people. Jesus Christ is the person who is when you hear Jesus Christ that's the he's actually our high priest amen he's the one who his work is to produce a holy nation that that's the job that Aaron tried to do was supposed to do but Aaron there's no, sorry yeah Aaron could not do it that the of the office of the priesthood was supposed to produce a holy nation. Amen. But Jesus Christ is more skilled than Aaron and by and, and Moses, praise God. So he knows what to do as a messenger. Um, so the Bible calls him the messenger of the covenant. Amen. In the book of Malachi, praise God. Um, the messenger of the covenant. So the messenger of the covenant is actually is it's mes- not a messenger from without coming in is a messenger sent from within mm-hmm. is a is a different kind of messenger mm-hmm. there is the messenger then there's the messenger of the covenant mm-hmm. so those two there are two messen- two different kinds of messengers the messenger is a messenger who is pushing people from behind forward is from, with, from without. He's pushing men forward. But then there is a, a special messenger who we call the messenger of the covenant. He doesn't come from behind. He actually is coming from where? He's coming from the destination. He's coming from within. Praise God. Hallelujah. The messenger cannot enter the temple. If you ask me who was the messenger... We know the messenger. you know who the messenger is? Mes- Praise God. The messenger was John. Let's go to Malachi. Praise God. The messenger was who? The messenger was John. John spoke of himself. He said that he is not that light, but he came to bear witness. Praise God. Sorry. Um, John spoke of John, <laughs> not John of himself. That he was not that light, that, but he came to bear witness of the light. Amen. Uh, you see Malachi, let's read Malachi chapter three. Malachi chapter three. Our father we thank you. We give you praise. We know you are you are gonna open up to us today. Um so we expect you to do that. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise God. Um so let us see Malachi chapter three. We'll read from verse from verse one. It says, Behold, I send my messenger. That's the first the messenger. And then he shall prepare the way before me. Then, and then the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant. So the messenger mentioned first in the first line is not the same person as the messenger of the covenant. So the messenger first will prepare the way before me. Praise God. And then the Lord whom you seek shall then suddenly come into his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom you delight in. It said Behold, he shall come, said the Lord of hosts. And verse 2 says, But who may abide the day of his coming, and who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and a fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi, and then purge them as gold and silver, so that they may offer unto the Lord. What? Now that word, offering in righteousness, is the same thing as spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us see that again. It says that he will sit as a refiner, as a refiner and a purifier of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, so that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness in righteousness. So, it takes he takes gold and silver praise God, that to offer, it means it takes purified gold, purified silver, and to make offering unto the Lord, that is an offering in righteousness. (laughs) Praise God. Then verse 4 says, Then shall the offering of the Lord of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord, and in the days of old, as in the former days. Amen. So, So you see that. Um, that offering in righteousness is the kind of offering that the spiritual house, or what you call a holy priesthood, um, is able to offer to God. And it takes the messenger of the covenant, amen, Amen. Amen. who is the messenger of the covenant, his work is the messenger of the covenant, the messenger of the covenant. That messenger of the covenant what his work is, to, is, is to make, to produce sacrifice that is acceptable. He, he makes accept, sacrifice acceptable to God. So he is actually the one who teaches sacrifice in the temple. He teaches the, the house. He teaches the house the wisdom, the way, the skill, the priesthood, of the skill of the priesthood. To offer acceptable sacrifice unto God, Amen. 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 Uh, so you know, offering acceptable is what we've been learning. We've just been learning a lot about um, the what it takes to to offer acceptable sacrifice to God, and we are beginning to see that it has to do with the house. Praise God! You see that it has to do with the house. You know, the house has to must be built. We've seen a lot about the house. Then he also has to do with the skill. What is being done inside the house? Is the, that is the actual activity of priesthood. That means how the house is being used. So when the messenger of the covenant is coming into the temple, he is coming to begin to handle service. You know, this book of Malachi, I mean, he began to, to speak explicitly about this in chapter four, three. But the book of Malachi is actually a book um, concerning the the priestly operation. It is the book for the restoration of priesthood. Amen. This is for to do what to restore priesthood. To uh, to is to the, the book to recalibrate the activity. Of the priestly activity, that how the house is being used. You know, priests can go, of course. In, fa- in fact, every priest starts being, from being ignorant first, but then you are separated, you are still ignorant. They now begin to teach you and enlighten you and enlighten you, amen, to make the priesthood work. Amen. So, in Christianity is not a thing of just saying, I'm a priest unto God. There is actual training for priests. For somebody to be a priest before, to God, there are things involved. Amen. Amen. I thank you, our Father. Mm-hmm. So you see this verse 4, in that first Peter chapter 2, it says that to you coming, to you coming. Praise God, to so you coming. Amen. I'm sure by now most of us should be using your physical Bible, not phone Bible, because of the way we use the Bible. We hard to, fo- to do that with phones, because you have to be going back and forth, amen, and be comparing the, the Scriptures, amen, amen, so it will be easier for us. So First Peter chapter 2, it says that um, you are coming as unto a, li- a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but then chosen of God and precious. And it says, ye also as lively stones are being built up, a spiritual house. Are you seeing that? So Mm -hmm. first they speak concerning the house and then they speak concerning the priesthood. The priesthood is the usage of the house. Mm -hmm. So you are seeing the operation of God, amen, Mm -hmm. um, towards men or towards people who are carrying destiny, spiritual destiny is their... If there's a the operation of first building a house that's one side of the actually two operations happening together they are happening at the same time so in the same encounter God gave Moses this day was talking about the the building of the house and then he also began to tell him things concerning the usage praise God so so, um, so you say, you build up a house, praise God, and then you have to learn the priesthood, build a house, and then what? So the priesthood what does the mean of priesthood, it is the usage of the house of God. Mm. What should you do with your house? That's just what priesthood means. If you say, "I'm a priest unto God, it's simple. What is your priesthood about? Your priesthood is just about what do you do with your house do you even have a house to start with has a house been built amen you know it also takes priests to build a house actually it takes the high priest who will build the house amen Amen. so this building is for to offer up spiritual sacrifice so If you let's read that verse 5 again, you see it. So, you also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house, then, an holy priesthood when you have the house, you have a spiritual house plus holy priesthood is equal to spiritual sacrifice that is acceptable to God by who is equal to spiritual sacrifice that is acceptable to God by Jesus Christ praise the Lord amen Amen. Amen. praise the Lord Uh, So and so that um, is what you call a holy temple so a house without priesthood is just a house Amen. amen a house without priesthood is just a house when you combine house and priesthood It becomes a temple. Amen. Amen. A house plus what? Not just any house. A spiritual house plus priesthood makes what? A temple. So in Ephesians chapter 2, what they just mentioned there is, or it makes a holy temple. A spiritual house plus a holy priesthood makes up what a holy temple. Can we say that? A spiritual house plus a holy priesthood makes up a holy temple. So in Ephesians chapter chapter two that verse 20 he says you are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Then Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone Verse 21. It says, "In whom all the building are fitly framed together, it groweth into an holy temple unto the Lord." So that holy temple unto the Lord it includes the the house, which is spiritual, and also the what the priesthood, which is in the house. Amen. Amen. So in Malachi chapter three, uh, Malachi chapter three. Um, now focuses more on the focuses more on the priesthood. Well, the book of Malachi, Amen, focuses a lot more on what on the priesthood. You see, a book like Zechariah, for example, focuses more on the house. Clearly, the beginning part of Zechariah it focuses more on the house. Amen. All the just did is change the priest garment. They didn't, they didn't go too detail into the the activity of the priesthood, amen. But these are different wisdom. If you are able to combine wisdom of of Zechariah, praise God. So you see what is if we from Malachi, the previous book is what is Zechariah. So the previous book from Malachi is Zechariah. So it is Zechariah. Praise God, Zechariah. Actually, if you go before Zechariah, if you go to Haggai, right? From Haggai, then Zechariah, and then Malachi. Those three books. Praise God. You see, Malachi ends the Old Testament. Am I correct? So those three books are the books that ended the what? The the Old Testament. So you see, Haggai. Then Malachi and sorry Zachariah and then Malachi. Praise God. Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. Those three books, they actually, they are ending the Old Testament. They, but there is the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to end the whole Testament, Old Testament, with the essence of the, with the essence of service. Praise God. Uh, with the word, yes,
0: uh,
1: With the essence of service. So it's almost like what they're actually trying to say in these verses, or in, this, in these books, so to speak, is they are just laying the foundation. or Not, not foundation, they are ma- giving an express, an unveiling. It's almost a declaration. That's the best word. They are a declaration of what New Testament is coming to fulfill. Praise God. What did I say? They are a declaration of what the New Testament is coming to fulfill. So this Haggai, you no know, Haggai, before you build the, before building starts, it starts with the gathering of the people. <coughs> In other words, people must be willing to build. People must be people must be separate. The book of Haggai is a book of separation. We can read the book of Haggai. You see, Haggai is like... How many chapters are there? It's not too long. It's just... I mean, what? It's just chapter 1, Haggai chapter 1. Then Haggai chapter 2, praise God. So Haggai chapter 1 and chapter 2 is about the... Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Are we blessed? Thank you, Father. Thank you. Haggai chapter one and, Hag- and chapter two is concerning separation. Mm. You need to separate the people first. It's separated people who you don't talk about building house if they are not, if you are, don't have people who have been separated. Mm. When they've been separated, you build a house, then you pick priests then out of those who are separate, priests will emerge the priesthood will emerge out of who <coughs> out of those who are separate praise god so yeah. so it's very it's very clear when you when you talk, move look at the book of our they are they are telling you what the purpose of uh, these books are it is declaring the latter house there is the former house amen yeah. there is which had a glory we saw that in the book of second Corinthians chapter three, that that latter house, which is actually a house of the old covenant, praise God, um, Amen. Yeah. You know, it's somehow the Bible is where the Bible just envelops different meaning, prophetic um, wisdom in in different ways. You see, when they were coming to build this house, they were coming to build a house that had been torn down. But although what they were trying to rebuild was the temple again in a, in the, in an according to the levitical order but it was a prophecy concerning the entire levitical order which should be torn down so that a spiritual house can be built so when you when you see a prophecy concerning the latter house although if you leave, think of it just contextually you will say okay this is talking about the house they want to rebuild in Jerusalem but Prophetically, they are talking about the house that should be built instead of the former. So, you know, the Lord said He took away the first so that He might do what? He might establish the second. Amen. So, so of these three, or oh, you can call it, a, it, it, to me, it's a trilogy. The way I see these books Haggai, Zechariah, and then what Malachi is a trilogy of the declaration of what, of of service, of what the New Testament, what old, like they finished what the Old Testament could not do, praise God. All the the things the Old Testament could not accomplish, they finished and they now started a sequence, a prophetic sequence of books to begin to raise the expectation, amen, of what needs to be fulfilled in uh, when it comes to offering let's read some verses from Haggai you see in chapter two Haggai chapter two you see uh, verse amen i read from verse one it says in the seventh month and the in and in one and twentieth day of the month came the word of the lord by the prophet Haggai saying speak now to Zerubbabel the son of Shatel governor of Judah and to Joshua, son of Josedek, the high priest, and to the residue of the people. Amen. Amen. Verse 3 says, Who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? So there is what you call the first glory. Say, how do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison of it as nothing? Say, Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, saith the Lord, and be strong, O Joshua, son of Josedek, the high priest, and be strong, all ye people of the land. Saith the Lord, and walk. Amen. Amen. <coughs> Praise God. Amen. Amen. Be strong, and, and do what? Amen. And walk. This, when they are reading prophetic books, they are talking to you. So when you see strong and walk, they are telling you, hey, man. Be strong and do what? Walk. And walk. Amen. Amen. See, for I am with you, saith the Lord of hosts. See, according to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, that's when you came out of the world, and so my spirit remained among you. Fear ye not. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while, and then I will shake the heavens. Praise God Amen. and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. now you see when it, this thing they prophesied here is didn't happen in the natural, so this is really prophecy concerning. So this prophet, by the time they move into prophetic mode and begin to speak, mm-hmm. even though what they are saying is it's as if they are speaking to a situation that is happening, but if you check it, they speak more concerning things spiritual mm-hmm. than things. You not know, find sometimes they prophesy things, and most of the things they prophesy didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. But a kind of it will happen. Mm-hmm. But the bulk of prophecy is concerning the spiritual thing that God wants to achieve. So when he's saying that I will shake the heavens and I will shake the earth and the sea and the water and the dry land, I will shake the heavens and the earth and I will shake the sea and I will shake what? The dry land and I will shake all nations and the desire of all nations shall come and i will fill this house with glory saith the lord of hosts and the silver is mine and the gold is mine saith the lord of hosts verse 9 the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the, of the former saith the lord of hosts and in this place will i give peace saith what the lord of host amen Amen. thank you father i worship your holy name okay now are you seeing this one they're talking about this house the reason why he's using these terms this 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 house concerning the house because they had already they came from uh, from exile praise god um to come and build the house amen Amen. let's go to chapter one of Haggai. I, i think it's also important Haggai chapter 1. Thank you, our Father. Um, It says, In the second year of Darius the king, in the sixth month, in the first day of the month, came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet unto Zerubbabel, the son of Shatiel, the governor of Judah, and to Joshua the son of Josedek, the high priest, saying, Thus speak the Lord of hosts, saying, The people say the time is not come. The time that the Lord's house should be built, <laughs> and then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, "Is it time for you O oh ye to dwell in your oh, your sealed houses?" So you see, these people now, they are all they all journeyed from Babylon to come and build rebuild the temple. But when they got to the place, they had their own different lodgings. They lodged, and after a while, you know, imagine settlers who came with goods. They came with, you know, when they sent them. They came with all kinds of provisions yeah. to come and build the temple. Then when they got there, they sat down. Maybe they took some of the wood and built tent for themselves. They built a house for themselves. Before you know it, life started. Before you know it, maybe markets would have formed. Mm-hmm. They would start going to markets and we maybe would start fishing. Mm-hmm. Before you know it, life had started. I, are you getting the yeah. sense of what that thing is? Praise God, that is a type, it was an allegory or a type of God getting people born again. Amen. Praise God. Getting people saved is a journey. It's a separation. And then he got you born again with resources poured into your soul. And then many of what have we done mostly with those resources? We built our tents. We built things. Praise God. Before you know it, commerce has started. Uh Life, just normal life has started. Amen. And then we forgot that the reason for our exile, our exodus, sorry, or coming from a way, God separating us. Praise God. Or oh, another word for that, that word for those people are—they uh, were the chosen generation. Because if you check, those were a generation that Moses, Dave, sorry, um, what's his name, Daniel actually was checking by books that there was actually there is actually a chosen generation in the mind of God that should build His house. So that was part of what all the warfare that Daniel had with the angels. When it came, it was that knowledge he was seeking. That what is the prophetic program for when house of God should be built? That means how long should the children of God be in captivity? So there is what you call a chosen generation. And that exists even in the realm of the spirit. They are a chosen generation. A chosen generation of people in whom the destiny of building the house of God rests on them. <clears throat> Such people, they can't escape it. It is just something you will just be, if they try and live any kind of life, God will find them. God will be coming after you. God will not let you. You might, you might see other people who are not in your generation. You know, no, this, That word generation is a, is a specific spiritual word. It doesn't mean that. Just mean those of us who are living now. <laughs> so it's not about just time. It's just talking a, a generation means gene. Gene means offspring. Praise God. It's a gene means that there have been generations. It's a, it's actually talking of generation with respect to the church. The church has generation means that God's dealing His word, His activity, His move. Has been traveling in the churches in generations. Mm-hmm. This one move produced this one. That move produced the other move. That's this one produced the other one. Mm-hmm. After a while, it generates a particular generation. Mm-hmm. That that generation, now those people who are not who are not who are not generated from the church mm-hmm. can never be part of that generation. So it's not about time. Mm-hmm. It's about people whose whose time have come. Mm-hmm. It's just their time. It's not about you, it's not about them, it's not about anything. No, it's just that it is prophetic spirit that has, that was, has orchestrated it over. Uh, what these people are to fulfill is something that God has thought of a long time, thousands of years ago, and it has been, you know, just coming. It has been coming and coming until the time came, and that generation came forth. Is a- Amen. Amen. When this generation comes, they will smell it. they will feel it. They will One of the ways that you know that is the, is such a generation is that you don't find they lock the shut other things down in terms of heaven, heaven, what all heaven, what heaven will open towards you in a certain direction? Praise God. Now, some people would like to abandon that thing, go and do other things. Praise God. But if you do that, there will be something inside you that knows that you are ignoring something that is paramount, something that's very important. Praise God. I love the word chosen generation. David called that generation the generation of them that seek him in the book of what? Psalm chapter 24. He said, "That generation, these are they who will ascend unto the hill of the Lord. Who will stand in His holy place? He that has a clean hand, that has a pure heart, that has not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, that the ones who will receive blessing, righteousness from the God of their salvation. He said that this is the word, generation of them that seek. So that would seek that seek Thy face, seek." You don't talk about seeking without temple. Mm-hmm. Temple is the seeker. The temple is the... When you are building a temple, you are creating the platform mm-hmm. where his face comes to. Mm-hmm. So those who seek his face, they are the people who a generation that God has prepared to bring his face And in order to bring his face, they have to be willing to to walk according to what Haggai said. There is a work that they have to do. What is the work? The work is the work of the building of the spiritual house and the work of what? The mastery of the priesthood, which will make the house become a holy temple. Because it's a holy temple that receives the face of God. Am I making yes, sense sir. to you? Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So let's go to this. read this Haggai again. Praise God. It says, verse 2. Let's read verse 2. It says that, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, These people say the time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Then came the word of the Lord by high guide the prophet, saying, Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses? And this house lie waste, means, means the temple, lies waste. Praise God. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you are, we are reading this, and I don't know if you are, seeing, you are seeing what temple. Where is the temple? Inside you. So this is, they are prophesying to you. They are t- is it time for your you are build? You in your own sealed houses, but this temple lies waste. Say so, now, therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Ye have sown, have sown much, and bring in a little. You eat, but ye have not enough. You drink, but ye are not filled with drink. You clothe you, but there is none warm. <laughs> amen and it's he that earned wages ends wages and put it into a bag with holes now these people so from what agar is saying here you can tell what kind of things they have begun to do people who were sent to build a temple mm-hmm. i mean they had begun to eat they began to drink they began to go after all manner of clothing they began to earn wages, means they began to do commerce, that means they must have begun to buy and sell. But for these people, there's just a program around them that it will not work. And so maybe they will, maybe they will be hearing stories from some of their other brethren who, didn't, who are not in this generation. And things might be prospering for them, things are booming, things are going, everything is just rosy. But they are wondering why is, why is that why am I putting my own money into a bag of holes? Mm-hmm. It's because your own generation is different. Are you seeing that? So God does this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Means that God can look at a people because of the work they are about to do, God will just begin to handle their lives. You mm-hmm. begin to set laws in motion mm-hmm. that be that that creates that governs what their natural life, what they can do mm. with their natural life. Mm. Praise God. Okay. So verse 7 says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build a house. And I will take pleasure in it and I will be what? Good. Glorified, saith the Lord. Say, so you look for much, and lo, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I did not blow upon it means I did not what, bless it. Say so why is the Lord of hosts because of mine house that is waste? And he run every man to his own house. Your own house just means the life you have built for yourself. It means the instead of what you have chosen instead of the priestly life mm-hmm. is what is calling your own house. The comfort you have chosen instead of the priestly life is called your own house. See, therefore, the heaven over you is stayed from dew, and the earth is stayed from her fruit. And I call for a drought upon the land, and upon the mountains, and upon the corn, upon the new wine, and upon the oil, upon that which the ground bringeth forth, and upon men, and upon cattle, and upon all the labor of your hands. Amen. This kind of stain is what is affecting the earth today. Just this little thing we are experiencing on the world is from this kind of heart, is this kind of feeling of in God that is just sending out such season. Um, it's just it's laying things barren. A lot of things that used to be like, normally fruitful are just barren. They are they are just laid waste. Amen. It's almost like a drought season. Amen. And so what happens in drought is that people now receive, because land is not bringing forth. There's no point. Everybody go to their house. They now have to start eating their storage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But later, after a while, their storage will finish. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If care is not taken, if those who are supposed to do a work Mm -hmm. don't quickly start doing the work, it will affect things Mm -hmm. in the nation. It can affect the nations. Mm -hmm. Amen. Right now, most nations are feeding on their storage. Some I don't even have storage. They are borrowing. Like in Canada now, people are not working anymore. It means that if you check the productivity in general of the nation as you have gone down, and then so you are just from the storage, just sending people money. But that money is not eternal. Okay. If we don't take time very soon, it will finish. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Are you saying, I'm just giving you, these are just, examples of what is playing out in our time. Amen. Amen. So what is it? What is it really about? It's about people who should be doing a work for concerning the house of the Lord. We're busy doing other things. So after a while, the Lord has to step up and begin to intervene with the activity. Amen. Amen. So then Zerubbabel, the son of Shatiel and Judah, the son of Josedek, the high priest, with all the remnant of the people, Obeyed the voice of the Lord their God and the words of Haggai the prophet, as the Lord their God had sent them, and the people did fear before the Lord. And then, then, speak Haggai the Lord's messenger in the Lord's message unto the people, saying, I am with you, saith the Lord. And the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shatir, the governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Juzedech, the high priest. And the spirit of all the remnant of the people, and they came and did walk in the house of the Lord, the of hosts, their God, in the four and twentieth day of, of the sixth month in the second year of Darius the king. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Uh, Father, I worship your name. Praise God. So you are seeing this book, you can take time and, and read the book. Um you see um, a lot about um, the building of the house. This is just concerning the building of the house. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So it's what of course this house is what new old New Testament is supposed to fulfill. Then if you go to Zechariah, it's the second book in this trilogy, Amen. Amen. It's now he moved from, so the prophet Haggai did his own work. His work is a work of separation, to produce separation. Come out from among them. That is just what Haggai is. In the book of Haggai is come out from among them and be separate. Say the Lord, that is just, that's what Haggai is. It means come out from your activities, from what you are busy with. Come, then Zechariah now has to do with the building of the house. When you turn to Zechariah, you now see even from the chapter 1, they, they, they already began to speak concerning the architecture. Praise God. Yeah. Let us see. Oh, thank you, Father. Okay, then chapter 2. Chapter 1 was just like an intro. Then chapter 2. You see, I'll read verse 1. It says, I lifted up my eyes again. This Zechariah chapter 2, right? Mm-hmm. It says, And looked, and behold, a man with a measuring line in his hand. Then I said, with So this man with the, what is that measuring line is the instrument for what? It's for building. Mm-hmm. So one, the people have been separated. They are ready to walk. Mm-hmm. Amen. Which is, it takes a lot to get people there. But God is helping us. Mm-hmm. And to many of us, God has begun to help us to get to that. Okay, we have agreed. Okay, now. This is your house, all right, we'll, we'll build it. So what, what shall we do? Amen. Amen. Praise God. And if there's anybody, you, are not, you have not begun to measure separation. Mm. No, Some of us are interesting. We are, all your brothers can be separate, separating themselves, but you you are still, you like your, where you are dwelling. Mm. Praise God. You, you like your commerce. You like your, your activity. Praise God. Don't waste time. It's time to raise Praise God, it's time to race into your separation. The one, those who are separated are people who have white uh, sorry, a uh, 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 white robes in the spirit. White robe means a robe that has been when you have you've measured distance from the activity of, the, na- of na- the natural. That's just what separation means. You've measured distance from the activity of the natural. Mm. What is distance? Does that mean you're not going to school? Mm -hmm. You can be going to school, but there must be distance between you and school. Mm. Amen. You're going to school. You're going to work. You're doing your natural life, but you must not be joined to it. Mm -hmm. You must have a distance. That distance is a, a, when when you see a kind of soul like that, Check in the spirit. They are, They are have a white robes. They have white robe. Mm-hmm. Those who are have not measured separation have stained robes, mm-hmm. dirty robes, and if you have a dirty robe, you can't come close. Praise God. Mm-hmm. So you can't even talk about the building. Praise God. Hallelujah. You see, you will see in this chapter one of the first thing before they began to unveil the the you know, a lot happened in chapter one, chapter chapter two. Then by the time you get into chapter three, praise God, then you now see chapter four. Chapter three, sorry, happened before chapter four. It's in chapter four, then the true revelation concerning the temple came forth. Praise God. Hallelujah. The true revelation concerning what the temple. Uh, the temple came forth. Now in Haggai, Haggai unveils what stops the people from being separate. It's it it the power of the prophetic work of Haggai was to unveil what was making the people from giving themselves to the work from separation. And of course those things were their the association in their soul with the life, they are the natural life, the earthly life, their commerce, their food, their house, all those things. So but then Zechariah is another unveiling. It's the unveiling of what after a separation has happened, what stops the house from being built. Praise God. And that revelation really opened up from chapter four. But before chapter three Praise before chapter four. They had to do some work in chapter three. Am, am I? Are you seeing that? Yes. Praise God in chapter in chapter three. Amen. 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 You see. Um, okay, let's let's go before chapter three. Let's go to chapter two. Just sorry. Amen. amen. Maybe today we we'll just do a little synopsis around this and then. We should be good for today. Amen. And uh, he says, verse chapter 2, I lifted up mine eyes and I looked, and behold, a man with a measuring line in his hand. And, and I said, I, whither goest thou? And he said to me, to measure Jerusalem, and to see what is the breadth thereof and what is the length thereof. And behold, the angel that talked with me went forth, and another angel went out to meet him. Jerusalem means the land where they want to build the temple. So yeah, we are just going to do the survey, praise God, of measurement, praise God. And then he said, on, and said unto him, Ron, speak to this young man, saying, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls for the multitude of men and cattle therein. For I, saith the Lord, will be unto her a wall of fire round about and will be the glory in the midst of her." What are they just telling you? This is the declaration of what of the city of Jerusalem. mean the final goal, they are even looking beyond the temple. They are looking into what the temple will make this city become. So you see, the first measurement was the measurement of the city itself. Amen. amen, which is actually a, is what this, if you, prophetically this is speaking concerning the new Jerusalem, you know, it's not a temple that came out from heaven from God. What is it? It's a city. So temple is just the, amen, the temple is, the purpose of temple is to bring the face of God. By the time face of God, the temple has done its job, face has come. There is no longer need for temple. They will say there's no longer temple there because what do you need temple for, when God's face has come, it means the city has inherited what the face. So, what they really want to build is the whole city. So that's why you. saw so he came with the measuring line and then he measured what the whole city of what of Jerusalem. Amen. Amen. And he now says so that and he's telling you that many. This city, many will inhabit the city. Many. And when that happens, you will no longer need walls. I myself will be a, fire, a wall of fire around her, right? I will be the glory in the midst of her. Praise said, O oh, who comfort and flee from the land of the north. Say to the Lord, I have spread you abroad as the four winds of the earth, saith God. He said, Deliver thyself, O Zion, that dwellest with the daughter of Babylon. So, this, now this chapter 6. Chapter 5 is talking, you know, the, the Bible always does this. If you know how the scripture, the Holy Ghost, you know, Holy Ghost has signature of writing. The way writers have their own. There's a way you can read a book, you say, ah, this guy wrote this book. It's not the, the story is different, it might be a brand new story, but he has every writer has his own signature in his style. So the Spirit of God has his own signature. One of the signatures of the Spirit, when they are trying to to speak concerning things to happen is they show the end then show the journey they show you what is the end picture and then show you what the way to get there they reveal the end then you now see the and you see the same thing for example how how did they bring forth the Let's say Israel now, because Israel are the type four of our inheritance. Before, they didn't start the Bible with Egypt. And then Moses coming, maybe once you open Bible, Moses coming, and then you leading and leading and then going to promised land. You first start when, after the fall, when God, you know, salvation program really, really started after that season of God separating men across the earth. Because at first he killed people in time of Noah, right? That was a type of redemptive operation, just to shorten the reign of death. Mm -hmm. Killed people physically. Left only Noah's lineage. Noah's lineage, they continued. They got bad again. Praise God. And at some point, they went to build a tower. That tower was a tower of rebellion. Mm -hmm. And God said, okay, I swear I won't kill anymore with water. So what I will do now, I will separate them and distribute them to the earth. Praise God. That was when God really, really, really just stopped. And then from that point, God now began to look into the future. You now see, not too long after that, he found Abraham. In terms of the record in the Bible. Right? So, you now see with Abraham... All the journey that Israel took, God first took Abraham to that journey. Abraham got to the promised land. God told him that this is the land, though. Look as far as your eyes can see. I will give it. Are you seeing that? Then after Abraham got there, he showed everything. Then God now started the process from his children. How he led them to go to Egypt. they made them a nation. Are you seeing that? That's just Holy Spirit. That is... Holy Spirit writing storybook. That's how He writes His story. You will show the end, then journey. Praise God. As God has said, I will be in them, I will walk in them, I will be their God. And then, therefore, come out from among them and be separate. Are you seeing that? And I will be separate. Praise God. And then touch not the unclean thing, and then I will receive you. Are you seeing that's the process? So, the same thing. That's just, so I just said that just to teach us some things when you're reading prophecy. Um, amen. amen. So, he, he, this first, he first showed the, the man he saw with the measuring line, showed the destiny of Jerusalem. Now, when they say is a city without walls, they're telling you that it doesn't need artificial protection. It doesn't mean an, it need an artificial kind of security. Praise God, because I and the city, we have become one. He said, my own my very he say I, will, I myself will be a fire around about her it's, it's a dual operation I'm the fire around and I'm the glory in the midst of the city praise God uh, so so that kind of city is actually is a city that has come to its end it has it has journeyed into praise God Hallelujah. and to but together is a long journey yeah. it takes it means that someone it means that people they have must have done work of separation, they must have done work for temple to be built. Mm-hmm. Then they, then in that you know when the temple is built, so that they may offer an offering in righteousness. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So that offering is to offer spiritual mm-hmm. sacrifices. You offer an offer acceptable to God by Jesus. Then that will now cause to so the temple we walk and walk and walk and walk and walk. How many of you know the temple is working right now in the present mm-hmm. heaven? Do mm-hmm. you, you know that? That temple in the present heaven is working mm-hmm. and and is working. who will be ascending mm-hmm. each of us will get to a point where we are is a prototype for a temple to be built in you. Mm-hmm. Do you know they want to build heaven in you mm-hmm. that's the, the temple they will build heaven in you mm-hmm. and then you will use your temple and use it and use it and use it. Until after a while, that temple can call the face of God. Mm. Immediately, masses of people have their temple have built, been built mm. and they've mastered service and done service and mm. serve God and serve God to a point where what happens? His face can come. You now see that fe- appearing of face results in removal of temple. Mm. That's what the Bible says if that when the face comes they will cause heaven to depart. That heaven departing. If you ask me what is heaven? Heaven is not a house. Heaven is a temple. I mean the present heaven. So but when f- temple function has been completed which is time when its temple function completed when You've been able to raise face men, mm. face people, face na- you've produced people who can behold face. They actually, what you call a holy nation, mm. holy nation, they do away with temple mm. because holy nation can now become people. Praise God. Are you seeing you know what I'm saying?
0: Mm.
1: Nation, when, God, when when you bring holy nation. Amen. Amen. Say nation. nation. Thank you, our Father. Thank you, Lord. God is inside, is in heaven. In the most holy place of heaven, He's there waiting for a holy nation to come. When a holy nation comes, what will happen? God will leave temple and move into His nation. So the, and then when the nation when God moves into his nation, the nation becomes a people. You can't have people if God are not, is not dwelling. It's, what, it's God dwelling in them that makes them a people. I don't know if I'm saying something. I will be in them. I will walk in them. Then I will be their God. And they shall be my people. Are you seeing that? So... When, when peculiar people emerge, peculiar people are not users of temple. They've used temple to become peculiar.
0: They
1: became a nation. Then after a while, peculiar people don't use temple, they use God. They, don't, they are not temple dwellers. They are God dwellers. They dwell in God. God dwells in them. I, I, am I making sense to you? Yes, sir. So if I, I want to ask you a question. What then what, who, what kind of you know now we're able to understand what that Ephesians chapter two, after the holy temple, what was the next one? The that would tell you the true habitation of God, the eternal habitation of God is not a temple, mm. it's a people. Praise God. Let's read that by Ephesians chapter 2. You see that? In verse 21, it says, First of all, the whole building will be fitly framed together, and then it will be built into an holy temple in the Lord. Then that holy temple will do its function, which is to produce a holy nation then that holy nation now will become builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Uh, praise God. Hallelujah. Are you seeing that? It's builded into what? An habitation of God through the Spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, Amen. time has gone. Okay, let's just um, let's go back and just finish that synopsis of those books so we can go today, I don't know if we are learning anything okay amen so if you go back to Zechariah right so from that verse 5 verse 5 it says "For I the Lord will be unto her a wall of fire round about and will be the glory in the midst of her Praise God. Uh, so, it says, Who come forth and flee from the land of the north? Say, the Lord, I will spread you abroad as the four winds of the earth. saith the Lord God. So therefore, deliver yourself, O Zion, that dwellest with the daughter of Babylon. For thus, saith the Lord of hosts, for after the glory hath he sent me unto the nations which spoiled you. For he that tortured you, tortured the apple of his Ah, eyes for behold i will shake mine hand upon them and it shall be a spoil to their servants and ye shall know that the lord <laughs> of hosts has sent me and sing and rejoice o daughter of zion for lo i come and i will dwell where in the midst of thee saith what the lord i love that let's read that again together sing and rejoice o daughter of zion for lo i come and I will God dwell in the, in the midst of thee, saith the, the Lord. And many nations. Mm-hmm. So it's very clear. You know what the daughter of Zion means here? The daughter of Zion means the bride. It's actually that the daughter of Zion is the city. Mm-hmm. What, is what Zion will produce. You know, before Zion traveled, she brought forth. Mm-hmm. Praise God. So very what good. Zion will produce. Because of due to her travail, is called daughter. Is called daughter. They use a feminine because she's to be a bride to the Lamb. Amen. So it says that here, that daughter of Zion, for lo, I come; I will dwell in the midst of thee, saith the Lord. Right, and many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day, and shall be my people. Are you seeing that? Mm -hmm. So that what many nations shall be joined, that what joins, what joins many nations is to make become one nation. Mm -hmm. We've studied a bit of this before. Is does the work of the Mm -hmm. temple? Is to make many nations. Mm -hmm. You saw in the verses before they spoke concerning the north. Where are they bringing them from? From the four corners. Go to Mm -hmm. verse. Praise God from verse six. Okay, it says that I have I, I come forth, flee from the land of the north, saith the Lord. He said, For I have spread you abroad as the four winds of the heaven, mm-hmm. saith the Lord. That word, four winds of the heaven. We know that is the this four winds means directions mm-hmm. from where commas come from. Mm-hmm. That's the same way he spread the Levites. We saw that last time around the tabernacle, which, amen, uh, you saw the same formation in heaven, where you have the four and the twenty mm-hmm. from each side. And you see that in the book of Revelation, the the winds which will bring people to the temple is actually the the operations of the, of the, praise God, of the four winds of the earth. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Who gather people. Thank you. you, Praise God. Amen. 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 So what will happen? Many nations will become one nation. What makes many nations one nation is the what? is the temple because from four directions you come together into one direction pass through the east gate and they merge into one nation am I correct that nation will now become an holy nation so when that holy nation means it becomes a nation that that will be joined to the Lord right then when that nation has been joined to the Lord of course they have become holy then they shall now become my people. And when they are now my people, I will dwell where in the midst of thee, and thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto thee. And then the Lord shall inherit Judah and his portion in the holy land, and shall choose Jerusalem again and be silent all flesh before the Lord, for he is raised up out of his holy habitation. Praise God in verse three, you now saw so before they want to what they want to get to is verse four. And, and beyond that, which speaks concerning the, the actual architecture mm-hmm. of the building of the temple. But first of all, they now have to deal with the high priest mm-hmm. who was wearing a filthy garment mm-hmm. in verse 4. <laughs> Amen. Amen. He was wearing what? Now, yeah. yeah. Can someone can just explain to me what is filthy garment? of time, filthy garment just means garment is what you use for operation. It means that the priest, the high priest, was faulty in his operation. Garment has to do with your profession, how skilled, your skill. The word garment for a priest, actually, in the book of Leviticus, it's for glory, Exodus story, it's for glory and for beauty. Those two things, when you hear beauty, beauty just means skill flawlessness of movement, flawlessness of operation. When skill improves and improves after a while, the peak of skill is beauty. In any profession, think about it, even if he's winning sports, playing, playing soccer. when you, If you can summarize skill, is beauty. You want you to won't find one word to describe what you are seeing. When you see Messi doing things on the field amen mm-hmm. because of how his skill level it's beautiful if you go into a profession as well any profession by the time beauty peaks is called skill amen so garment is really skill like garment it has to do with righteousness righteousness is skill too mastery praise god amen i think i feel maybe we are tired let's just stop here today then Amen. <laughs> what? No, Are you tired. sure? I don't believe you. Um,
0: don't I am
1: tired. Tired. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. Amen. 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 Our Father, we thank you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Say Garment. garment. garment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you know it takes a? In it, it takes. Um. Father, we thank you. This Joshua, I want to say something about him. So this Joshua was a priest, but he wasn't really a priest. In the sense that he wasn't, if you call him a priest, I ask you, where was his temple? Or where which temple was he using? Where did he learn his skill? So, I, I believe this Joshua might just have been somebody depicted from the lineage of Aaron, who is a, maybe a good person, who is a bit devout, who is some, and then you could come and stand as a priest. Because if you check, they actually had to go and call him yeah. in our yeah. <laughs> guy. So, what they actually mean is that this guy was actually, he wasn't really, he's just maybe they just apportioned him, okay, you are the priest, though. <laughs> he was probably just a normal guy in Babylon before and they say, Okay, you are the priest. Okay. And so if you if you check in the book of Haggai, okay. Amen. Yeah. Where 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 are they going to find him? There was okay from the beginning, Amen. Yeah. Okay. 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 The word of the Lord first what? Okay. Verse 14 says, And the Lord stirred up the spirit of joseph son of the and then the governor of what? Yeah. Judah and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people, and they came and did the work. Praise God. So means that their spirit were not stirred before. Mm-hmm. They had actually gone to, in the way of the rest of the people. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Uh, you read the, chapter 1, verse 1, Right, it said in the second year of Darius the king, the sixth month of on the first day of the month, came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet unto Zerubbabel, the son of Shatir, governor of Judah, to Joshua the son of Josedek the high priest. Are you seeing that? Mm-hmm. So the Lord used inspired the prophet to speak to the this high priest mm-hmm. and, and thus speak the Lord of the people, saying, These people say the time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built, and then, then came the word of the Lord. By Haggai the prophet saying, "It's time for you, O ye, to dwell." Is it time? So he began to speak to them. They were actually in the same category. Yeah. If he, if he was operating normally, God does need to send the prophet yeah. to speak to him. Yeah. Praise God! In fact, if he's really a high priest, he should have urim, he should have tumim. Those two things should be working, yeah. you know. So, so just to tell you that he is actually a high priest. They just is by appointment not by skill Mm -hmm. not by um, experience Mm -hmm. but there's a provision for the law because god wants the house to be built Mm -hmm. god has to you need somebody who can carry who can stand and carry the weight of that responsibility Mm -hmm. in order for because if there's nobody who can stand Mm -hmm. in that role Mm -hmm. There, you, won't, you don't have a portal where heaven can f- give flow. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. And if there is nothing, because you can't do that with everybody. Mm-hmm. In other words, heaven cannot be downloading instruction to every single person. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, because what the dealings they need to carry a high priest through, praise God, mm-hmm. is not easy. hmm the way I see this high priest, I see, a, I, see, I, don't, I see him I don't necessarily see him. of course, he's a painting a figure
0: mm.
1: of the high priestly ministry, which is really the ministry of Jesus. Mm. But for every people, at every phase, there is always an extension of Jesus' ministry, and Jesus, at every point has to use the vessels that are available if I'm getting, trying to get to get to you. Praise God. I don't know if I'm making sense in a way. Let me try and explain more. What I mean is that right now we are enjoying by God's grace word from Jesus. But there's no way the word we're enjoying will come to us if they are not men who are willing to partner with him actually in a high priestly ish capacity. Not that they are necessarily high priests in Jesus' order yet, mm. but they are able to minister high priestly ro- Uh uh-huh. someone like Aaron. Aaron was not really a high priest in the actual standard. Mm. Yeah. If he's really a high priest, he will have to stay in that most holy. It will be his world. Mm. It will be his realm. He can rest there. He can do anything. But he bear title of high priest. So that would tell you God can do that. Mm. That high they are never really arisen a true high priest it's it's hard to get that but after Iran after Iran after when Iran died his son Eliezer took the place but he can never have something like that it's hard but there will be people God will apportion by grace amen, Amen. amen to stay in that role and so that so that they can stand and take responsibility for the building of the house, so but for such people, one of the things God will quickly do is to deal with with their garment. Amen. 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 So God, so He was this person, this um, Joshua the high priest, was the first person whose garment was purified. You find for such people, they will er, they will raise them into purification. Let's read verse. I'll just read from verse 1 quickly. Amen. I know you guys say you want to go on, but I think it's wise for me to not go on too long and stop because of others. Amen. So I'll just read this and we can be done. It says, And he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, Amen. Standing at his right hand to re- resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuked thee, O Satan. Even the Lord that has chosen Jerusalem, rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garment from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and then I will clothe thee with what? change of raiment and I said let them set a fair meter upon his head so they set a fair meter upon his head and clothed him with garments amen yeah. and the angel of the Lord stood by and the angel of the Lord protested say unto Joshua saying thus saith the Lord of hosts if thou wilt walk in my ways and if thou wilt keep my charge then shalt thou also judge my house and shalt thou also keep my courts. And then I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. Amen. Amen. Now, when they say among these that stand, you should know what they're talking about. These are standards. Oh. So, they, these are actually angels. They, they are the angels who, they brought, who brought this ministration. Those angels are, are standing angels. So, they are beings of the most holy. And he is telling you that I can give you a place in that realm mm-hmm. to stand by. Praise God, to be walking in that realm. So here now, O oh Joshua the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee. For they are men wonder that. For behold, I will bring forth my servant, the branch. For behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua upon one stone shall be what? Seven. Now tell me, who is this stone they have laid before Joshua? is Christ. Amen. This this stone is the stone upon whom there is what? Seven eyes. It says, Behold, I will engrave the engraving thereof, say the Lord of hosts, and I will then remove the iniquity of the land in one day. And in that day, say the Lord of hosts, you shall carry every man his neighbor on a divine and on a defeat. Amen. I want to stop here today. Our Father we bless your name. Thank you. Amen. Um, so what the Lord is just—they are just you to know, speak to us. It's a continuing message, I think, just flowing from what we've been learning. Right? Uh, there's the importance of our house being built, Amen. And it's a, it's an important vocation. It's a task that God requires of us, and uh, to submit. He's the one who will build it. Uh, but you just want us to be more conscious concerning uh, concerning our house and and how we are able to align with the program of worship uh, which god has desired to arise out of the earth and out of out of from within us ultimately our father we thank you you. and we bless you let's just thank him for his word today thank you thank you Coronet endel. I hem a set to e creamahuna. Antasasa enime caulima, tasco rimambrifted shebrem to croigle. They to bring a friend son, a friend son, a friend son, a friend son, a friend Oh, menegano, O menegina, Emenegune, menegune, prehendu, mena kasusu, kutike na kuda kri, okri kendo ku kushime, oh Thank you, our Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Our Father, we bless you. We give you all the praise for your mercy. We're just seeing more and more mercy. Uh, mm-hmm. made available to us. Thank you, our Father. We don't deserve any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Father, we are praying you will just help us to walk worthy mm-hmm. of the resources, of the blessing which you are giving to us. Thank you. I pray for everyone. Father, mm-hmm. I ask, oh God, that you will cause the spirit of this season to mm-hmm. us, to envelop us fully. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a time of devotion, even into your calling, our heavenly calling which is to build a house, a holy temple to you, to ultimately become a people who you can dwell in. Father, I thank you. Thank you. Let there be a flow of grace this afternoon. Just let grace find hearts tonight. This afternoon, I pray, let your grace, um, the grace which this message is supposed to deliver, may it find us abundantly in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father. We Give all the glory to your name in Jesus' name. We pray, Amen. Amen.
0: You dwell between the cherubim shine forth, you dwell between the cherubim shine forth, you dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You